PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Booyah! How's it going? Welcome to a new week. Welcome to a new episode. My name is Chris Kiefer, and this is the... RockyMountainATVMC.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Thank you guys for joining me. I am happy to be here. Just got home from Glen Helen Raceway. It's actually 4, 420, 420. I just missed Glen Helen at 430, but I am sure I'll get plenty of that tonight when Heather gets home, because uh, I think Shark Week is creeping up over here, so... Uh, Aid and I are on pins and needles, walking on glass. We're just trying to mind our own business and just trying to walk the straight and narrow right now for these few days. You guys know what I'm talking about. So, hey, thank you guys for joining me. I love being here. It's awesome. I'm actually in the studio right now, just kind of hanging out, chilling, a little bit uh, blown out from GH, but we're here to talk to you guys about 2020 Honda CRF 250R. Now, normally... We do top five mods. That's what we've been doing the past few weeks, right? Well, man, I I was struggling with just trying to find five mods for this bike. So we're going to cheat. We're going to do top ten. And some of these go hand in hand together, but there's ten mods that I feel like are very important for this bike. I'm going to tell you what. I spent a lot of time on this bike to get this podcast up and moving. You guys have been up my ass about this bike. So that means a lot of you guys have a Honda CRF 250R. And some of you guys may see my social media, what I ride. And uh, basically, <laughs> I've been working so hard on this bike right here that it's been incognito. I didn't want people to know that I was uh, testing it a lot. Because if I post it up, usually I try to post something and be done with it within a couple weeks. I would say usually, not every time. But... Usually when I do that, I get hit up on my DMs. Hey, when's that going to be up? I just didn't post anything because I frankly didn't want to see the DMs uh, saying, hey, man, when's that CRF 250R pod going up? So we kept it quiet. We worked our balls off. And for these top 10s, I feel like this is more geared towards reliability. I'm trying to do a little bit uh, of a change for 2020. I know we did a lot of modifications last year that costed a lot of money. And there is some in this top 10 here that do cost some money and that help performance. But there are some that are not that expensive that actually really, really work and could prevent um, any kind of catastrophe down the road with this Honda. As you guys know that have this bike... Sometimes there's a cooling problem. So we're going to talk about that and break everything down on the 2020 Honda CRF 250R. But first things first, let's pay some bills, right? RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so freaking easy to see why we all shop over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. So thank you guys for doing that. 
If you guys are going to Rocky Mountain, you know what I'm going to say. Please go to keferinktesting.com. Click on the Rocky Mountain banner up on top of my homepage. And then co- go ahead and continue to shop. That helps us on the back end. It lets them know that you're listening to the podcast and what they're doing is working. So they're dumping money into me. I'm trying to steer you guys in the right direction because this company is awesome. They have the best deals. I probably buy something from them every other week, whether it be some plastic for my kids 125 that he seems to go through uh, every other week because he crashes. Could I go buy it at Yamaha? Or I'm, I'm sorry, could I go get some for free at Yamaha? Yes. But I don't want to be a pain in their ass, so I just simply go buy it at Rocky Mountain. They're supporting me. I'm buying it. Uh, I just recently bought some Oakley Airbrake lenses. Uh, For some reason, Oakley is super hard to get a hold of, so fuck it. I went and bought it myself. I'm not opposed to doing that. So go to RockyMountainATVMC.com, click on KeeferInkTesting.com, and go shopping. Helps us out. Thank you guys for doing that. I've been seeing that. I have a little widget that I can check and see who's buying what. You guys have been buying parts, so thank you very much for that. Also, FlyRacing, FlyRacing.com. I can't wait for San Diego this weekend. A new LE will be out. It's badass. Of course, it's going with our military theme that we always do for San Diego. And for me, I'm not a a huge fan of some colorways that have been at San Diego in the past. But man, Fly Racing did a great job this year. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It'll be up uh, Friday, tomorrow, so if you guys are listening to this now, uh, Friday and Saturday, you guys can purchase that stuff. You can guys go get that at RockyMountainATVMC.com, and uh, it's going to be badass. So I just hopefully get my box next, hopefully Monday. I'll be wearing that sucker next week on some Racer X stuff that I'm doing. And of course, Racetech, Racetech.com, engine services, suspension services. Our KX250 is almost done, wrapped up. We have some head work and suspension work. We're going to be doing that podcast here very soon. So hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. I will get you in touch with Chris over at Racetech, get you guys a discount, point you guys in the right direction, and get you a little bit of a faster machine and a comfortable ride. Go do it. So that's my spiel. That's my stuff about my advertisers. Please support them. They support me. Everybody on here are good people, and they have bitchin' products. So... Man, just listen to the commercials. You might get something out of it. You might get a discount code. Save yourself some money. I know I do. I still use some of Steve's discount codes, and and obviously I use my own discount codes when I got <laughs> I got to go buy some stuff. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, there's a new advertiser this week. I know some of you guys have listened with Coffee with the Kiefers. Hopefully, guys, you like that a lot. I've got a lot of feedback from you guys, so thank you guys for hitting me and Heather up. And we're going to be doing that once a month. Basically, a little bit different than what we're going to talk about today, which is just dirt bikes and parts and just dirt bike shit, right? This is more of a family orient. Well, I shouldn't say family or I got to back that truck up a little bit. It's about family, love, relationships, sex, anything that we deal with as men and women, being married, having a boyfriend or girlfriend. I love all that stuff, man. I could talk about that stuff for hours, but we bring subjects up, things that Heather and I have been through. And we can relate to you guys or just simply some things that our friends and stuff have gone through. And hopefully you guys can relate to that. And as well, it all relates somehow to dirt bikes, right? Our first episode was about getting hurt and having your wife be pissed off at you because you got hurt and you can't go to work. So we deal with some of that. And uh, 
a whole host of other stuff that Heather was pissed off about. So it's a fun podcast. Go check it out. All right, that's all I got. We're seven minutes in. We haven't even started about this Honda podcast, so I apologize. But listen, the CRF250R has come a long way. It has a little bit more torque in 2020. No, it's not a Yamaha YZ250F. Nothing is. There is not another 250F stock that has as much torque as a Yamaha. But the Yamaha signs off earlier. The Honda revs farther. The Honda mid to top is very, very good. The chassis on the Honda is very, very good. You ask any guy, and I won't name names, but they work for another manufacturer, they actually like riding the Honda more than their current bike that they're riding because the chassis is just so damn fun to ride. No, it doesn't have that torque out of corners, but you can make it a little bit better with some engine mods. And I have ridden a modified CRF 250R. God, it is fun bike to ride. I like watching those Penrite uh, Honda guys. So, um, God, what's that kid's name? The Australian kid. I'm drawing a blank. And uh, Freckle. Flying Freckle. You know, good old Jeff Ward's old name. But um, Oldenburg, that's his name. God, I don't know what can't even think of that but you watch oldenburg ride dude that bike is really good oh luke clout i don't know how the hell i forgot that drew a blank god i'm getting old uh must be glenn helen getting to me but luke clout you watch those two dudes ride that honda is good they've been getting great starts you watch oakland they both are up front and you watch when they come out of a corner to do a rhythm section they don't have to try that much and their corner speed is superb Go back and watch some older Supercrosses with them riding. If they show them, I watched them at St. Louis a little bit, and then I watched them at Anaheim, and that chassis is really easy to ride when the track breaks down. They can jump through the whoops easy, but yet they can uh, skim very well, so it's pretty basic for me to watch them and be like, yeah, that's something that I would love to ride because of that chassis. So I'm going to try to bring some of that to light here on this podcast to help you with a little bit of engine performance, but also chassis. And if you guys do not hear anything on this podcast, as always, you can hit me up on my email. And then go back on keyforingtesting.com to the archives. You just click under bikes and motocross, and boom, there's a whole shit ton of bikes that we talk about. And there is a baseline settings, tips, and tricks article with this bike. So check it out. Research it. I don't know how many times you guys email me and ask the dumbest questions and be like, hey, can I get this? I'm like, I finally just start saying, look, dude, it's on my website. Here it is. Search my website. If you don't see it, by all means, hit me up, email me, say, Chris, you're full of shit. It's not on your website. Suck it, and I'll give you an answer. Yes, I will answer you if you tell me to suck it, because if I'm wrong and I don't have it up there, I'm here to help. I want to help you guys out. So just please do some research before you hit me up, because... The emails get stacked up, and I just get behind, and I won't be able to get back to your email. So I try really hard to do that. So just make sure you do your research before hitting me up. All right, so the first couple mods I want to talk about is about cooling. Honda, air quotes here, claimed that they did a better job in 2020 to help the cooling issues that most of you experienced from the 2018 and 2019 bikes. While they did change the radiator, and it did become a little bit larger in size, that doesn't mean the cooling issues are gone. I have uh, went out to Paula before, fresh dirt, deeper dirt, revved the shit out of it, and 
it will puke out antifreeze out of the overflow tube. So a couple things here. I went to an inside line connect fair, what we call it. And there's a, several companies that we walk around and meet. It's almost like uh, speed dating where we get so much time with a company. We talk about their products. Well, Boysen was there. I know they had super coolers, a.k.a. water pumps that they're working on, but I didn't know they were released. Well, I talked to the man, Dag Boysen, over there, and what he told me is they were working very closely with Team Geico Honda. And Team Geico Honda and Boysen was working on a, a, what they call a super cooler, which is a water pump kit, to help that whole system cool, flow more um, fluid, get some uh, better cooling, and just overall cool that engine down so you're not puking antifreeze out the overflow tube. There's not anything else to a four-stroke engine that will harm it more than heat. As soon as you build up heat in that sucker, either A, you're going to lose power, or B, worse yet, you're going to blow your engine. So here's a couple things that I've tried recently that really have prevented this bike from overheating, puking out fluid. Go to Boysen's website. Again, they don't advertise. I don't give a shit. This stuff works. Boysen Supercooler. There's a whole supercooler kit. It's 200 bucks. You put that thing on, immediately right there, your bike's going to cool down. I did a sand moto here last week, and it's been dry out here in Southern California. And we have a deep sand track that I go to next to a riverbed that I ride. I brought this bike just to see if this thing actually worked. About 15 to 16 minutes in normally without this supercooler, I can smell radiator fluid. I can see it puking out. I lose some. So right about the halfway mark between a 30-minute moto, it starts losing fluid. Go in the supercooler. Never smelt it. Didn't have that problem. I checked the fluid after a 30-minute moto. There was a little bit of a of, of fluid loss, so I will say that. But it is day and night better for the lifespan of your Honda CRF250R. So do yourself a favor. Go to Boysen's website or call them and just say, hey, super cooler, 2020 CRF250R. I know they just came out with them. I'm fairly certain they're available now, so you can go check that out. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand with these other two things. A 1.8 radiator cap. Look into that. Um, I feel like the stock radiator cap doesn't help the cooling problem. Okay, Honda should have went to at least a 1.6 or a 1.8. So if you can't find a 1.8, a 1.6 is fine, but I have been running a 1.8, and that really helps um, prevent from boiling over. And also Evans Coolant. It's waterless coolant. Didn't know much about these guys, but Ty Davis is a local Hesperia native here and ex-Supercross champion. He's really adamant about Evans Coolant. Never really ran it. Uh, never really had a cooling problem with, with some of these bikes that I, I should say all of these bikes that I get through my shop. Um, shit, I, th- I think I get anywhere from t- 10 to 12 motorcycles a year to put time on, to evaluate, to test, to give you guys this feedback. Never really used other coolant besides Twin Air coolant or Maxima or just regular coolant. Never really thought about it. I knew that there was others out there, but this Evan stuff, I drained my stock coolant out of the Honda CRF250R, put this Evans coolant in, and it has gone down in temperature. So 
Um, we have a little tool here at the shop that we do temperature readings after a moto, and there's and it's no bullshit, man. The at least 25 to 30 degrees, and sometimes even more on longer motos. So overall, these three things that I've combined with the boys and super cooler kit, the 1.8 rad cap, and then the Evans coolant, it's dramatic change, guys. I can't even tell you how pissed off I, I would be if I had a CRF 250R, I spent the money, it looks bitching, I want to ride, and I see just radiator fluid just puking out my overflow. I'd be pissed. So these three things really help it. Relatively speaking, this isn't that much money. Save your ass on an engine, okay? So you guys are having that problem. Here is the key to help it. I really say this slow because I get a lot of emails saying cooling problems, cooling problems. So if you aren't having any, don't stress. I, I really try to say that to you guys because I give these mods because these are things that I had, I've had experience with. I've had this problem, so I'm talking about them. If you haven't had this problem, disregard it. If you ride hard in your mo you know, hard for you and you drain or I'm sorry, you look inside of your radiator cap, inside of your radiators, and you have fluid and you're not puking anything out, that's it. You're good. Don't worry about it. If you're having this problem, here's your answer. Okay. Also, oil. It's another little tip. Not nothing <laughs> crazy. Get some good oil. We preach a lot here. I have Three different oil companies that I've tried in this bike all work good. Motul 1040 is very good. Blood Lubricants 1040 is also good. And of course, the Firepower oil has shocked me. When I say when I think of Firepower, I'm like, eh, batteries, but the oil is very good. So look into the Firepower oil as, you, as well. There's three companies that I really like. Motul is super expensive. So if you want to get as good of oil. These other two companies are a solid choice, so look into that. Next thing up that doesn't cost you any money is tighten your steering head nut, okay? Stock, factory, your handlebars, you, you push down on the handlebars, and they just flop down. They flop side to side. So simply tighten your steering head nut will help the chassis a little bit, kind of calm that front end down coming into corners, I never, every time that I test with Honda, I'm like, dude, we got to tighten this steering head up. It's just too loose. A good rule of thumb for me is if I just touch one side of the grip, okay, and it just falls down, it's too loose. I always try to touch the grip, just kind of smack it with your hand a little bit, and if it goes halfway and stops, that's perfect. If you have to hit it twice and then it goes all the way down, that's perfect. If you hit it once and it flops down, to me, that's too loose. I know everyone has a different style and preference, but for me, I just want a little bit of tension in there so it's not just like so loose where if I do start getting tired or loosen up my grip, I'm not getting head shake and scaring the shit out of myself. So for some reason, the torque spec from Honda, to me, is a little bit too loose. So look into that, do the little garage test, can tap that thing, and then see if you need to tighten that up. Okay, uh, a little bit more important, a little bit more performance-oriented. I push ECUs a lot here because it's one of the few modifications that you don't have to crack open your engine and you get a lot from. These new um, four-strokes that have um, a lot of technology, 
They have a lot of electronics on it. The ECUs are the most important modifications. Coming from the factory, they are going to be a little bit on the safe side, so they help reliability. Now, going to a Vortex ECU, to me, from my experience, and I've ran a lot of them, hasn't really hurt reliability for me. Yes, if you cut <laughs> your over-rev by 2,000 RPM and you're revving the shit out of it, of course, you're going to lose a lot of reliability. But either guy, I really preach over here, Chad at XPR or Jamie at Twisted, these two guys know Vortex boxes in and out, at least in California and the United States. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there, so don't email me and say, I have a guy in Michigan that's really good. I, he probably is. I'm just giving you guys that know a lot. They're here in California, and they've worked a shit ton with race teams. Chad has been with um, Moto Concepts Honda. He does a lot of 250 privateers on Hondas. And then you got Jamie. He's worked with the Pinwright Honda guys. So there is a lot of knowledge between these two guys. So what this ECU is going to do, let's say you do nothing else. Let's say you, you did your your radiator mod and you got your supercooler in and you're like, I need some more power. I would like some more torque, Kiefer. What do I need? ECU, boom, 800 bucks. I think it might be $1,000 with mapping because each one of these guys spends a lot of time on the dyno at the track to get their mapping the right way. So a Vortex box with some mapping, different bike, completely different motorcycle. You got bottom in. It actually revs freer, and for me, that's huge. I have less engine braking, and it increases the over-rev. Not by a lot, but you will notice, and if you guys are a Honda CRF250R owner, second is pretty short, and so is third gear. It's a weird thing. Sometimes I just bypass third gear. I'm coming out of a corner, go off of a jump, and I'll click up twice to get into fourth gear to go down a straightaway. And the bike will pull it. That's how close second and fourth gear is. They're very close. Third gear is almost non-existent at times. I know sometimes I can carry third gear in corners with this ECU because it increases that. So that's what you're getting out of a Vortex ECU with this Honda. No, no different than the CRF450R. I preach this as well. On the CRF450R, I wanted the ECU to calm the chassis down. I needed to relax, right? I want to run a gear higher I don't want this chassis to bind up because it's so fast. It just spools up so quick. Well, the ECU on the CRF250 helps free feeling, and then it helps also length of pulling power, especially second and third gear. It's a very important. I mean, for me, it's hard unless you're really good at corners to run third gear in corners on a 250F. I get it. But... This will help you do that a little bit easier if you're on that program, if you're trying to do that. And if not, you can run second gear longer out of a corner, be a little bit lazier. So ignitions really help these new four strokes, man. It is, it's amazing. I wasn't on the Vortex or any ECU kick until maybe, I don't know, maybe until after I left Dirt Rider magazine. We didn't really do a lot of ECU testing at the magazine. And frankly, coming from a production background, I didn't do a lot of ECU testing in the production form either because we always worked with stock stuff. So I ventured out, got my own business, started explore, um, exploring different ignitions, and man, it's changed 
my whole thought process on what a bike can do without busting into a motor. To me, it's a great way to have more power with reliability. It's easy. I know $1,000 is not easy. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I know how much it is to make $1,000. So, But also, the good news is the resale value on ECUs are really good. So like, I have bought an ECU for 800 bucks and I sold it for 500 so you're losing $300 if you sell it, if you change brands. Let's say you don't change brands. Um, you're on an 18. You want to roll it over. They can do that. They can reflash it, remap it for your 19 or 20. If you're on a bike that you like a lot and you buy that year after year, you can simply take that ignition off, make it go with you, get it reflashed for your new bike, and boom, you're on your way. So the good news is about ECU, if you're a pump gas guy, they can map it for that. If you're a T4 guy, you can map it for that, Pro 6, whatever it is. They have maps for you. Let's say you want all that. There's 10 pre-programmed maps in there that you can go fuck with. On my um, Honda and Yamaha that I have, the Vortex ECUs and my KTM. I mostly have ECUs on all my bikes here. But I have at least six different maps that I can switch through. You just take the seat off, little dial, boom, done. There is options where you can use a map switch. That's an option as well. I don't really screw with that. I find a map that I like the best. And I stick with it. Usually the maps that I like are not so hard hitting that they're going to suck at 2 or 3 in the afternoon when it's dry. So I have more of a linear pull. I'm more of a lugger type of a smoother guy. So I'm fine with one map. If I want a different style of engine character, just take my seat off and I'll, I'll click it around from there. I don't need to have it on the fly. I'm not that important where I need all that shit when I'm racing or riding. I'm, I'm good with having one map. I know some of you guys out there... You know, you have three maps with the Honda Sierra F250 stock, but how many of you guys out there really fuck with it? You guys probably are saying, oh man, I do. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit because you guys probably find one map and you ride in that map all day. If you're a map one guy, I'm in map one. Very rarely am I going to map three later on. And very rarely am I going to map two to mellow it out. So look, don't tell me that you guys need three maps. Sometimes I think some of these uh, manufacturers are overkill, and it's kind of a sales pitch saying, hey, we got three maps, and we got traction control, and we got all this shit. Yeah, we don't need that. I just want a bike that works. Give me a map that works. I'm good. So Vortex ECU, great mod. Go to Chad or go to Jamie. Good dudes. Again, always email me if you have questions, if you guys need uh, some um, uh, to bridge the gap between those guys. I know Jamie's super busy. Sometimes he sucks on the phone. I tell him that all the time. Sometimes you suck, Jamie. Answer your phone. He's got guys there, but he's so jam-packed. Chad's pretty good about getting back to you, so um, I wouldn't pick one of one over the other. They're both equally as good. I like both guys and what they're doing with these ECUs. So another reliability issue is the clutch. I have broke fibers in the stock clutch before. Not in 2020, but in 2019 I did. So going to a recluse torque drive clutch pack, same thing I offered in the 450R pod. Easy. It adds more plates. It um, helps lever pressure, so your clutch lever will be a little bit freer, a little bit uh, easier to manage in longer motos, not so tight. Out of all the 250 clutches, the Honda is the hardest. Maybe not that hard because it's a 250, but still, in the realm of things, Honda has a problem with their clutches. It's just the way they feel. They're more on-off. They don't have a linear pull. 
The engagement is very narrow, so going to this Recluse Torque Drive Clutch Pack helps that along. Gives you a little bit more um, linear feel. It's not such a small window of engagement, so starts are improved, and also traction and lifespan of your clutch. Again, I can't sit here and tell you how important it is to change your oil on this bike. No more. Don't go more than two engine hours. Change it every two hours. Easy. Put this clutch pack in. Your clutch will last a long time. Your bike will thank you later. Easy peasy. Commercial time. That's right. It's commercial time, so relax. I recorded a couple new commercials. Save you some money. There's some gems in this one. Please listen to them. Stand by. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Kiefer Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Kiefer Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana, they go to Washington, even British Columbia, even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, 
Show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeefRingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450. 
and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am a SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. We are back from the commercials. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? You just saved some money, had some fun. New commercials, that's cool. We're back with the show. Thank you guys for supporting these advertisers. I appreciate it. Here we go. I just stumbled across this thing, uh, this mod here recently. Whew. Just so happens FMF sent me a pipe for this thing. I've always been a big Yosh guy on a CRF250R. Good stuff. I tried a Pro Circuit. Wasn't really too stoked on a Pro Circuit exhaust. It kind of mellowed that bottom out. Was just didn't really have a lot of excitement. Now, I put this FMF combination on the duels, right? Dude, it wakes up the bottom end. Holy shit. Let's say you guys are doing this mod first. So I kind of tried that. I took my, my Vortex off. I had a stock engine. Just put the pipe on to see what it would do with the stock ECU. I was a map one guy with this FMF pipe. Dude, it's great. It has so much snap off the bottom. Doesn't rev out quite as far as stock, but if you want some more bottom and mid, this FMF system is bitching. I like this a lot. Compared to the Yoshimira, the Yosh is more of mid to upper. So Third gear is a little bit longer, and then fourth gear is really good on the Yoshimira. Man, second and third gear on this FMF is good. If I want to pop out of a corner, or you know how you get some of those chugs out of a, a corner or in these ruts, you can go, yeah, and it'll kind of like jump out and get you over some of those bigger square edge holes. So these other pipes that I've tried doesn't really do that. It takes a little bit more clutch work, a little bit more aggression, FMF. Did did really good job, man. I'm laughing because I just can't believe I haven't tried this muffler sooner. Um, obviously, they, they're a big part in what we do here, but I just haven't had that much experience with an FMF system on a CRF 250R. So um, just stumbled across this last week, went back-to-back -back on a couple other systems, and for me, this FMF system is going to stay on my bike, and I'm going to run this sucker because I like that bottom end. And let's face it, that's what we want out of 250s. We want some bottom end. At least for me, because then I can short shift and get down the track in a hurry with less work. A lot of the, back in the old days, we want top end, top end, and and Honda as a company, and I, and I'll tell you this, I feel like Honda as a company is more built towards peak horsepower. Uh, I know Honda has a lot of bottom end their CR450R, but man, their peak horsepower numbers on on both bikes, 250 and 450, are freaking amazing. But sometimes the average guy only needs torque. We want some torque. And to have it pull a little bit, you know, far out in the top end. But, man, how many of us are riding each bike to its ability? I know I'm not. Even a 250, it's really tough. The bikes are so good nowadays, like, it's hard to ride to its ability. So let's focus some of that power down lower a little bit to have us get a little bit more fun out of this 250, get a little bit more power of the corner, pull some hole shots if you're riding the VET class from these 450s that you're racing against. So 
FMF 4.1 system is bitching. I went with the titanium system. Obviously, you will lose almost two pounds by doing that. The stock cans on the Hondas are very, very heavy. The FMF, very light. Uh, these cans are a little bit louder, a little bit different sounding than stock. Not as raspy, but have a deeper, uh, throatier, louder tone. So just make sure you're going to be aware of that. I ran them how they come. So if the inserts are in, leave them in. Don't rip them out, okay? How your FMF system comes in the box, run it. Do it. Just like that. That's how I did it. It's very good. Um, moving on to some gearing. I know if you look on my tips and tricks, I talked about stock gearing. I go back and forth between 1348 and 1349. With these modifications, I will say I am a 1349 guy. It helps me get in the third gear. Having this FMF system along with an ECU really allows me to use third gear a lot. I talk a lot in my podcast about the magic gear. Third gear is a magic gear for 95% of us out there. We're not super cross guys downshifting the first gear in corners. It scares me when I hear that. I hear A-Ray say, dude, I, I seat bounce that shit in first gear. I'm like, fuck, dude. That's insane. There's so, <laughs> it doesn't rev very far, and you're, you're binding the chassis. And to me, that's how these guys endo when they try to seat bounce out of a corner because they have to get that pop, but yet it winds out too quick. So... Man, 1349, third gear, magic gear for all of us normal blue-collar folk out there on the weekends because we can be lazy, we can go fast, we're not going to crash, we'll be able to ride next week. So go to a 1349 gearing if you have these mods for the performance side. And if you don't, stick with the stock gearing because the stock gearing really spaces second, third, and fourth out. I know I talk about second to fourth is very short. Adding a tooth, doing the Jody only hurts this. So that means I'm shifting the second, third, right. I mean, third's going to be non-existent, and then you're in the fourth. And then fourth even runs out a little bit quicker when you're on a 1349. So the 1348 will help you pull that fourth gear a little bit longer. And then don't forget to downshift twice before you come in the corner if you don't have these other mods because... When I uh, started right, uh, riding this thing, man, I was like in 450 mode, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to downshift twice on this son bitch. So don't forget, downshift twice, and then once you get out of there, 1348 gearing is good and allows you to get into that third gear and then maybe use that a little bit longer than the 1349. Um, another thing that I kind of stumbled across recently, I know we talked about the Renthal Fat Bar 36 Bar. You can go back to listen to that podcast a little bit. I've been experimenting more with that handlebar. Obviously, Renthal comes stock on a Honda. I'm trying to follow suit. Pro Taper is, like I said, you guys will find there's really no biases. I have advertisers, but I'll try anything. I don't give a shit. I love Pro Taper products, but no hate comms on this new bar, on this new Renthal 36 bar. It's, it's pretty damn good. The more I ride with it, the more I enjoy it. Again, the Renthal regular fat bar is rigid to me. I don't like it. The bend itself on the stock Honda CRF250 is fine. Like, I like that bend. I tried a 934 Renthal Fat Bar 36. So the 36 is the diameter in the middle of the bar, okay? It's fatter, almost like the Easton Bar way back in the day, if you guys are familiar with that. And then what this thing does, obviously you got to buy the bar mounts. I forgot to add that, which is kind of shitty. It's expensive. 
I mean, there's no way around it. Like, it's 189 bucks or 180 bucks for the bar, and then you got another 89 bucks for the mounts. Like, I can see why it would be tough for consumers to buy this because it's very expensive. But to give you the performance information, it really decreases vibration. I rode with it on the 450R, and it really helped me. Um, the fat bar, you get a lot of vibra- vibration through that bar. This new 36, fat bar 36 bar, I don't get near as much vibration as I as I did with that stock bar. So going to the 250, I was like, I'm going to try it. Same thing, less vibration. I have more flex than the standard fat bar. And for me, the the biggest thing is I have more flex forward and aft. So if I'm yanking back on the bar, leaning back, or pushing forward off of a jump, something like that, this is where I noticed the Fat Bar 36 really separates itself from the standard Fat Bar. Less rigid. The Fat Bar is a rigid rigid bar. Up and down movement is only minimally. Um, it's a little bit less rigid than the Fat Bar, but man, just the vibration character of this 36 is very good. So... If you have some money, you want to try a different bar, you got you want to put those bar mounts on your stock clamps, that's what I did, and it works very well. If you guys just want to save some money, get a little bit less um, a little bit less vibration and a lot more comfort, Pro Taper Evo, you guys can choose what bend you want, but I go to an SX race bend on this bike. I like that bend. It seems to be a neutral bend for my size. I'm six foot. So you shorter guys. Simply go to protaper.com or to rental.com and you can look at the dimensions and go from there. As always, I'm here for you guys. You can go back to my archives on my website. I have a whole handlebar dimension article for each bike. So maybe that'll help you research that a little bit. But man, I wanted to talk about that Renthal 36 bar on, on this bike just because that is what comes on a Honda. Renthal is a big part of Honda. And I know when I was testing with with Honda, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, we did some handlebar testing, and we really liked the Pro Taper, but we ended up not going that way. So they stuck with the Renthal Fat Bar. You never know; maybe they're going to go to Renthal Fat Bar Thirty Six. It just helps vibration, and that with that chassis, Honda's chassis is a rigid chassis, even on the two hundred and fifty. This is what's weird. I talked about this today at Glen Helen. The two hundred and fifty R frame is the same as the four hundred and fifty R. But the 450 seems so fucking rigid, and it's so harsh feeling. But yet the 250, I don't get near as much as that. And I know we're dealing with less, less obviously, less torque, less peak horsepower, lighter weight. But man, it just makes you think like having adding horsepower to a chassis can really fuck it up. And I feel like the 2020 Honda, man, there's just a lot of power in that chassis, and it makes it really scary to ride at times for me at least i know a lot of you guys love it because it corners and it corners great but for me the faster i try to go on a rough track on that 450 it's tough 250 i have no problem i can hit i can probably go to the same let's say if i go to Glen helen i have a 250 and a 450 my lap times if there wasn't that big ass mount st helen's hill my lap times would probably be better on a 250 just because i can put it where i want I can hold on to gas longer in the rough stuff, and it just it's just more friendly to ride. You vet guys out there, really consider riding a 250, especially if you're not racing every weekend and you're not battling 450s every weekend. I and mean, even if you are, 
I feel like a 250 done up just a little bit will be better for you, even if you're 190, 200 pounds, because you'll be able to ride it. You'll be able to ride your bike and throw it around and put it where you want to instead of the other way around where that bike's riding you and you're like, oh man, I'm blown out. Three laps. I'm done. Man, I never get tired in this Honda 250. Honda did a great job on this bike getting a little bit more torque and keeping that awesome handling character that Honda's known for. So hopefully uh, when we move this thing along in the years, this bike will only get better and uh, keep that great handling character. But right here, these these tips, I just ripped off 10, and they went by very quick. We're only 40 minutes in the show. They went very quick because most of these are pretty easy to do without a lot of money. You know, just simply going to do a few things will help the reliability of this bike. And sometimes in a world where everyone wants new shit and they're buying a bunch of parts, sometimes we don't need it. Sometimes we just want to make our bike last a little bit longer for us. Some of you guys out there are three to four year purchasers. You guys don't buy new stuff until every three years. This stuff that I've mentioned for this bike will help that along. Practice technique, guys. I get it. <laughs> I bring this up because a lot of people hit me up and say, hey man, my bike doesn't corner. It does this. Uh, it's pushing. Dude, it's tough for me to decipher what you guys are doing because maybe your technique's off. I always hold myself accountable first. Am I doing everything right? Is my technique good? I will stop in the corner that I'm having problems with and watch other riders do the same corner to see if I'm fucking it up. And if I'm fucking it up, I will try it again. Chances are it's you, not the bike. Don't blame the bike. Blame you first and then the bike. So check yourself before you dump money in your motorcycle. I always thought it's really cool when I see a kid or uh, an older dude out ripping a track with just a stock bike. And that guy's ripping. And then you have Joe Money, which which is fine. If you have the money, great. More power to you. But if you don't use it, all those mods, if you're not using it to its potential, why have them? Just save the money. Save the money and ride your new bike. Because that new bike's... <laughs> It's it's a better bike than you are a rider, chances are. Because I know I ride bikes, and they're better bikes than me. So, I don't know. It's just a little food for thought for you guys out there before you dump money. But if you guys do feel like you want some of these mods, and you guys do need them, here are some of these mods. They work really good. They make the bike more fun to ride, give you a little bit more horsepower and reliability. So, pretty easy. Honda CRF 250R is one of the most popular bikes out there. I get more Honda emails than I do any other bike. So hopefully Honda continues with that path with a good, long-lasting machine for all of us out there. If you guys have any questions about this podcast or anything else that you guys want to talk about, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I will try and help you guys out because that's why we built this damn thing to help you guys out there that bust your ass during the week and just want to have a good time on the weekend. So we will try to bridge the gap between money and having a good time. That's what we're here for. And if you guys want some merch, hit up Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. We got some new Kiefer tested hoodies. They're just pullover hoodies. They're a little bit thicker. I know some of you guys are freezing your balls off back east. You'll look good in these. You'll pull hot chicks. Hell, get your chick one. You guys can be twinsies, be Twinkies. We have a gray one. We have a dark blue one. We still have some shirts left. So just hit up Heather. We'll get you dialed in. 
I know our shop um, button, we're going to redo that here pretty soon. I know he was supposed to do some stuff here last week. So uh, when you hit the shop button, we're going to be, it might be under construction. We're going to try to make it a little bit more seamless for you guys just to go shopping over at keyforinktesting.com. Again, I'm only one dude. My website could probably be a hell of a lot better. This podcast could sure be a hell of a lot better. But hopefully you guys are getting the information that you guys need. I'm only one dude. I haven't found anyone to hire yet, honestly. I talked about this with Steve the other day. I'm at the point in my job, career, life that I can afford to hire someone. But it's very tough to hire someone that could type, ride decent, give feedback, and be able to talk on the microphone and all of that. It's like a unicorn. So some of you guys out there wonder why some things haven't changed or the website or do this. I'm trying to ride a dirt bike, type articles, get some podcasts out there there to you guys because I feel like that's the more important meat, okay? Let's get the information out to you guys. That's more important, right? That's how I feel. If I'm full of shit, let me know. Hit me up. But I just want to get the information out there to you guys so you guys have a good time listening to this thing. You can smile. You can laugh. Get you know, get the facts that you guys need. And then when you ride, thank me later. That's That's what I like. I like... You guys coming up to me at the track and say, hey, man, I tried this. Thank you. It worked. That's awesome. That makes me feel good. All this work that I've done with this bike, pounding laps out in the sand tracks that I really don't want to fucking ride, but yet when you guys go riding, you have a good time and it works, that's what I'm happy about. That's why we do this damn thing. Yeah, the money, all that, it's it's a job, but I really like helping people. I think it's just in my nature, so um, I enjoy that portion of it. So I apologize I apologize if I'm not like a, a RacerX online website. Maybe we're a little bit janky. Or like Pulp MX. Hell, I do a lot of stuff for Steve, and uh, I think his website's pretty cool too. So hopefully we'll keep evolving. I'll get some more time, get some help in here, and we'll create a better way to give you guys the information. So I know I got some new equipment here on this podcast, so hopefully that's sounding better. I've been hearing a lot of great feedback from that, so thank you guys. And... uh We'll keep trucking along. Have a good time. Enjoy the process. I'm not going to say trust it because fuck that. I don't want to say that. Enjoy it. Enjoy riding your dirt bike. Enjoy washing it. Enjoy changing stuff out. Go tweak out in the garage on your bike. I love it. I'm going to go out right now in the shop and go wash some bikes up, and then I'm going to go slap some new parts on to test tomorrow. So uh, I love it all, man. Dirt bikes are bitching. Makes me happy. So hope you guys like this podcast. If you guys have some buddies, tell them to subscribe. Tell them to uh, jump on the train. It's a fun time over here. If I see you guys at the track, come by on the truck. Say hi. Say what's up. Let's bullshit about your bike. If you guys need some help, I'm here. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for supporting these advertisers on the show. It helps out a lot. And we'll see you next week. See y'all.